It's time to pull up a chair and open your Bible for today's Bible study segment of Naomi's Table. Now, here's our teacher, Ruth Christian. Good afternoon, ladies. Today, what we're going to do is finish the study um, that we started of chapter 3, or actually it's just one verse we're going to look at, and then we'll be done with chapter 3. So let's review the main truths that we've gleaned so far in this chapter. Because of God's manner of love toward us, all true believers in Jesus Christ are not just saved, but we're given the relationship with God. Um, it was his will to give us sonship. And with it, there's just blessing and honor that comes with it when, we're, when we realize that we're his children. And that's what he has for us. As his children, it should be our heart's desire to practice righteousness and love our brothers and sisters in Christ as a way of life. Now, we've learned we can know we love as God's child should if our lives exhibit sacrificial love for our brethren. And if we love in deed and in truth, not just in word or in tongue. We back up our words, in other words, with tangible, practical, active love. This is a heart issue. And our heart will reveal when we're loving as we should. And this will give us confidence to go to God in prayer because we're keeping his commandments and doing those things pleasing in his sight. Now, in light of keeping his commandments that John has just spoken about uh, in verses 21-22, John says this in verse 23. He says, this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And we should believe, so when he says we should believe on the name of his son, again, John seems to have quoted Jesus, the idea that Jesus spoke in John 8, verse 29, when Jesus said this, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. So the first commandment and the greatest work that we can do as a child of God is to believe on Jesus. When we believe on the name of his son, we're born again. And then as a child of God, we love one another. Then John says in verse 24, Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. Obedience means we're abiding in him. But John also says he is in us. Those who abide in Jesus know they are abiding in Jesus because of the presence and assurance of the Holy Spirit. That's what's being said here. John again is giving the same idea as Paul wrote in Romans 8 verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. John started this chapter telling us that because of God's amazing love toward us, the true believer in Christ is a child of God. Now he ends the chapter telling us the witness of the Holy Spirit assures our heart that we are children of God. Romans 8, 9, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. In other words, you would not have this witness of the Holy Spirit in your heart. 
This verse tells us, and, and it's something that we need to understand and believe, that anyone who belongs to Jesus has the Spirit in them, that indwelling Holy Spirit that gives us assurance. You can't be abiding in Jesus and not know it. Though you may be attacked, and this is reality, uh, with doubt from time to time that comes from the enemy of our souls. So the one who does not keep God's commandments does not have the ground of confidence that he abides in Jesus. As well, they do not truly have the assurance of the Holy Spirit's presence in their life. To know if you really have this assurance can take spiritual discernment, for sure. And that's what John deals with in the very next verse, in the beginning of chapter 4. Here, John begins to talk about discerning the spirits. But God has already given us another basis for assurance. And we had that in chapter 3, verse 19. If we love one another, if we're doing that, that should assure us that we're God's. At this point, I want to remind you that in this letter, John makes the case for the Trinity. He began back in the introduction of the letter when he made the case for Jesus being the eternal one and therefore God. Now he clearly talks about the Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. Um, may we really take the reminder, the, or the, I'm sorry, take the remainder of the time. I, I think it's really essential that we consider the Holy Spirit whom God has given us and how what John has said about him reflects our Lord's teaching in the Gospel of John. Previously in this letter, John wrote, don't be deceived by the spirit of Antichrist in the false teachers speaking lies about Jesus. He said, you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. That was chapter 2, verse 20. And in 2, verse 27, John also said, the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And this anointing teaches you all truth. And just as it taught you, you abide in him. Here's what Jesus said, which correlates with what John is saying. Jesus said in John 14, verses 16 through 17 and verse 26. This is what he said. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. At that time, Jesus was still here. But it was when he left, he, he gave them the Holy Spirit. And, um, that's when, and so all of us now, all believers since then, when you believe Christ, you get the Holy Spirit in you. But notice, he says another helper. The word there in the Greek can be translated, it means come alongside. And it can be translated advocate. Or comforter, and some of your translations maybe have, have translated it that way. We also know it's the same word that was for Jesus in chapter 2, verse 1, that he's our advocate. But what's really interesting is when it says another, this is an interesting word. It means in the Greek, another of the same kind. It's not another of a different kind. It's another of the same kind. In other words, it's God. It's the same as Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. 
So verse 25 through 26 then, John says, or I'm sorry, Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So, here's the reality for the believer. It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our life that teaches us all things. Because of the Holy Spirit, we can know truth. And the truth is revealed through God's Word. The Holy Spirit is God, another of the same kind of Jesus. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That sounds like the Trinity to me, but the Holy Spirit is the life of Jesus, the real life, the eternal life in us that John has been talking about. So in closing, here in chapter 3, verse 24, John is talking about the witness of the Spirit in the life of a believer. While it is true that one need not always feel spiritual, and I mean, and we know that's the case, we don't always feel spiritual to have new life in Christ. Nevertheless, feeling and emotions do play a role in our salvation. Both Paul in, eight, in Romans 8.16 and John in this verse inform us that we can experience that inner witness of the Holy Spirit to our spirit. This means we can enjoy the quiet confidence given by the Spirit that we have indeed passed from death to life. We know that we know him. How awesome is our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Until next time, ladies, stay close to Jesus and keep looking up.